Hi everyone, this is Jessica Chen and you are listening to the Communicating Confidently podcast. Each episode is meant to teach and inspire you to find new ways to level up your speaking skills. Because here's the truth, it's possible and I'm so thrilled you're here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button and share this episode with your friends and family. Now let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Communicating Confidently podcast. Today is going to be a different kind of episode because you're just going to get me. Unlike my previous episodes where I usually invite a guest up and we chat all things communications, today is going to be a little bit different because today is going to be more of a tactical communications training. I haven't done something like this before, but there's so many things that I want to teach you on how you can build that speaking confidence at work. I'm not shy about sharing my story with folks of how I am actually a huge introvert. A lot of people get really surprised when I say this, but it's true. Early on in my career, I used to be terribly shy. I used to struggle with speaking up to folks like my senior manager. I struggled with figuring out how do you even chime in during meetings. I had colleagues who were so loud and they were so confident and I always would look at them and be like, how do you do that? How do you how do you go into a meeting and just say what it is that you feel? I could never do that. But fortunately, I started my career in the broadcast TV world and that pretty much forced me to learn good communication skills and learn how to be a very good public speaker. Because if I didn't learn these skills, who was going to listen to the stories that I had to share about the news that was happening in the community? So over 10 years in the news industry, it really helped sharpen my skills. So today I'm going to be sharing some real tactical tips with you. I want to share with you how you can master the ask at work, because we know advocating for yourself is so important. So sometimes you have to ask for opportunities that are not often handed to you. I'm going to be sharing with you communication techniques, things that you want to be mindful of and how you can learn it. My hope is as you listen to this episode, you're going to have some aha moments. There will also be some tips and tricks that, hey, you may want to write down. So if you can't catch it all, be sure to actually check out our VIP communications pass because we write out all our show notes and we deliver it straight to your inbox. So that's another way for you to continue your communications learning after you listen to this episode. So be sure to check out our VIP communications pass, but let's dive into it. Let's talk about how to build that speaking confidence at work. If you can see on your screen right now, whether you are viewing on your phone or on your desktop, you should see part of my presentation on your screen right now. And I'm going to walk you through what you all can expect today. A quick heads up, this is going to be about 40 minutes or so. And I'm going to be unleashing a lot of my favorite tips on how to build that speaking confidence at work. So if you have a pen, if you have a paper next to you, be sure to take down notes. But if you are worried that you might miss something that I'm going to say, don't worry. We have a VIP communications pass. And for those who are already part of our VIP communications pass, all the tips I'm going to share with you is going to be included in that. So you don't have to worry about taking down notes. But in terms of today's structure, what am I going to be talking about today? So 
I'm divided our time today into a part one and a part two. So part one is where I want to share with you this idea, and perhaps you might have felt this too. This idea of having friction in the workplace. What does that mean? How does that impact our confidence when we are speaking to our senior managers? I'm going to talk about all that. I'm also going to be sharing my own personal stories of how I struggled with friction in the workplace. For those who don't know, before I started Soulcast Media, I used to be a former TV journalist. So I worked at ABC, NBC, all around the country. And as you can imagine, in a very high-pressured newsroom, there's a lot of big personalities. So for me, I had to figure out how to find my voice and really showcase myself with confidence. So I'm going to share some details of how I overcame that. So part one of my talk today is I'm going to be sharing with you this idea of friction, friction in the workplace. Next, the second half is where I'm going to share with you the tactical, the tactical communication strategies that you want to implement, and you can do so immediately after today's workshop, what you can do and how you can approach communication so you can build that confidence. Because again, my hope is at the end of my talk, you'll walk away feeling a lot more confident in how you show up, how you carry yourself, and of course, how you communicate at work. For those who are just joining, I want to welcome you all. We have over 145 of you dialed in right now, which for me, I'm just so, so, so happy. And my hope is you will all be able to find a lot of value and really walk away with some fantastic tips as I talk about building speaking confidence at work. So today is going to be about a part one and a part two section. First, talking about friction in the workplace. And then the second, it's about those tactical communication strategies that you can use immediately. Now, why am I teaching something like this? So I'm very open to sharing with you all that I am actually a huge introvert. And every time I tell folks that, they're like, no way, you seem so comfortable and confident communicating. And it's funny, it's because I struggled so much with being a good, clear communicator that I really wanted to learn how to be better. And fortunately, because of my career as a journalist, we were forced to be good public speakers, present every day. So there were a lot of things in that industry that I learned, really good skills that did help me build that confidence. And that is in part why I started Soulcast Media because I have so much empathy for folks who get nervous around their senior managers. I used to get terribly nervous. I used to talk really fast. My palms would get sweaty anytime I would have to say something. As a journalist, we always had morning editorial meetings where we used to have to always pitch our ideas. And this was happening every single day. So I really had to learn how do you pitch something to your team and have people listen and have people even endorse my idea, right? So these are just a lot of things that it didn't come naturally for me. I had colleagues who would walk into our meetings and be so confident, be so loud and be like, this is the idea that I have. That wasn't me. I was like kind of shy and reserved. So the pictures that you see here, actually, this was from my TV reporter days, especially the one that you see on the right-hand side. That was when I was at ABC in San Diego, and I was, of course, reporting the news. Actually, at that TV station was when I won an Emmy Award, and that was almost kind of the culmination of my time as a journalist that made me go, you know what? 
I need to start my own communications training agency because again, I have so much empathy for people who really struggle. I see some folks are saying, yes, the sweaty palms. Yes, that used to be me. So that's essentially why I started this company, Soulcast Media, because I get it. I get how, even though we may be confident with our immediate team, for example, if we're communicating with them, but once you introduce new people, once you introduce senior leaders into the conversation, the anxiety goes up. I know what that feels like. So the reason why I want to share my own story is because this feeling of not being confident, of not being sure how to carry myself is essentially what caused this friction in the workplace. And you can see it on the screen right now where I'm talking about this friction in the workplace. And I realized through a lot of introspection why I was feeling so uncertain. And I'm gonna walk you through what I discovered was causing this friction. And one of the reasons why is because I was living in what I call these world of dualities. So this essentially means what we were taught, for example, growing up of how you should carry yourself, and this is what you need to do. You do that in the work, yet how it is being received and perceived doesn't necessarily translate the way you expect it to. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more, but that is essentially what this means. I was living in these world of dualities where I thought I was supposed to act one way. I did, yet Again, it wasn't necessarily giving me that visibility or, or you know, that, um, yeah, that visibility that was so important in the workplace. So let me break down what I mean by that. So, for example, you're supposed to carry yourself a certain way in the workplace. You're supposed to communicate a certain way in the workplace. You're supposed to also contribute in a certain way in the workplace. So, for example, when it comes to carrying yourself, people always said, oh, Jessica, you do have to speak up. You do have to sit at the table. That's how you get noticed. That's how you get opportunities. That's how your team can recognize your, your contributions. Makes sense, right? When it comes to communications, you have to speak often. You have to contribute your thoughts. You have to always offer feedback, right? This is what people told me about how to, again, build that confidence at work. Or when it comes to contributing in the workplace. You got to be involved. You got to keep helping. You got to keep contributing. You got to keep being a value add, right? All these things that you see on the left-hand side of the column, very valid, right? And these are things that I would read books, right? For example, and this is what I would be like, okay, this is what they're telling me that I need to do. And this is how I need to act. However, the reason why I felt like I was living in this world of dualities was because I noticed that even when I did that, it didn't necessarily translate into that workplace confidence. So what you can see on the right-hand side column is that, wait, if I speak up, people are going to think that I'm just super bossy or they're going to see me as, you know, unfavorably, right? Well, if, if I speak up, will they think it's a good idea? Will they see me favorably? I don't know. When it comes to communications, if I speak up and contribute a lot, I also am wondering, will I be judged? Will I be judged even more harshly? Actually, there was a very fascinating research that came out that, and this might not be a surprise for you all, but women indeed are judged more harshly the more they speak up. 
it's completely unfair. And it's one of those things as women that we have to deal with. And hopefully we have allies in the workplace that can understand that this is one of those things that we have to struggle with. But for example, I would hear things like that. Oh, contribute, speak up, you know, share your ideas. But again, we're judged. So that doesn't feel good either. When it comes to contributing, be involved, do as much as you can. But the problem with that is that we may suddenly get more busy work. That's not good. I often talk about the different types of work that we should participate in and be a helping hand in. It's mission strategic projects that can help elevate our career versus the office housework projects. You know exactly what I'm talking about here. Like people throwing little projects at you that don't necessarily elevate your career or your experience or your skills, but people just throw these at you. This is not the kind of work that we want to be doing all the time. Yes, helping out little by little can be a great thing, but if somebody's like, oh, you can just do that busy work, that's not really good either. Yes, it's you being involved, but it's not, again, the kind of work that's going to increase your resume experience, things that you can put on your resume, right? So this is what I mean. If you look on your screen right here, when I, when I talk about living in this world of dualities, this is what I struggle with. I love seeing some of the comments come in right now of, you know, perhaps this is something that you might have experienced as well. And let me know actually in the comments sent section. I'm also watching it as I'm doing this because I love to hear whether living in a world of dualities is something that you've experienced before. And actually drop that in the comment section. Have you ever been told to do something yet it kind of didn't translate the way you expected it to? What was that thing? Put it into the comment section and I'd be curious to see what is it that it is. And perhaps there's a common theme and maybe some other folks who are on this call right now may relate to that. So living in this world of dualities, it caused a lot of friction in the workplace. But I started thinking about this and I started thinking, okay, if I'm living this world of dualities and it's causing me friction, I need to do something about it. And I've come to realize through a lot of introspection and being a very curious journalist, and that's one of the good things about starting my career as a journalist, we're very curious people. I started asking questions. I started thinking, okay, wait a second. There has to be a good balance. There has to be a balance between putting yourself out there and showcasing that confidence, but also doing it in a way that lands well and also is receptive to the people who you are working with. And it all came down to being a strategic communicator. And that's the word here, strategic communicator. When you think about your communications today at the workplace, when you're meeting with your team and you're talking, you're brainstorming ideas, chances are a lot of times people just talk, 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 talk. But there really is an art to communications that, trust me, I didn't realize before until I really started looking into communications and what makes somebody compelling. And I found that it's really those people who are very intentional, very strategic with how they communicate that really makes a difference in how they also carry themselves with confidence. So again, strategic, intentional communications is so important. Now, I love sharing this story, and it's a kind of a personal story. 
But this is a story that I love sharing with folks because this was an, ex an experience that I had and it kind of put this all into perspective for me. As I share this story, maybe this might resonate with you as well. So early on in my career when I was, and this was actually when I was at the NBC station, this was my first job ever as a reporter. We had our morning editorial meeting. So again, this is where all the reporters and producers come in every morning and they pitch ideas of what's going to be covered on the news. That's how a newsroom typically functions. And I remember one day, my boss, my manager at the time, said the Blue Angels were going to be coming into town. Now, for those who don't know who the Blue Angels are, they are a flight squadron and they come into different cities. It's a tour sort of that they do. And they do a lot of um, air shows and performances and they fly all together, kind of like this picture that you see here. And it's really cool. My boss mentioned that they were coming into town and as part of their PR and marketing, they were letting somebody from the media fly with them. So cool. I would thinking at the time how cool it would be to be assigned to that story. I wasn't afraid of heights. I wanted just to have that experience to be able to do a story with them, fly with them. And that was, of course, part of their you know PR campaign. So at the end of this meeting, I walk over to my boss and I say, hey, I know the Blue Angels are coming into town in about two weeks. I would love to do that story. My boss at the time turns around and he says, oh, yeah, sure. You want to do that story? No worries. We'll get you a media pass and you'll be able to cover it. For two whole weeks, I was so excited. You know that feeling when you're just anticipating something and you just keep thinking, oh my gosh, it's a week away. It's two days away. It's tomorrow, right? That was me for two whole weeks. I was just thinking, I can't wait to do this story. And I was so proud of myself, honestly, for letting my boss know that this is what I wanted to do. And I was even more happy that he said yes. So the day finally comes. And we go into our editorial meeting and my boss goes, okay, so we're running through the stories of the day. And then he says, okay, the Blue Angels. Okay, that story is tomorrow. Um, Brooke, you're going to be doing that story. I remember just turning around and swiveling in my chair and just looking at him and my heart just sank. I was like, wait a second. They're doing this. She's doing the story. I, I thought I was going to do the story. It didn't sit well with me and I couldn't figure out what happened. What happened in these two weeks that suddenly I just, I just lost this opportunity. It actually bothered me so much and I felt so defeated that at the end of the meeting, I actually walked up to my boss and I was like, hey, just curious, why is Brooke doing the story? I, you know, I, I mentioned that I was interested and I remember this so distinctively. My, my boss turns around and he goes, and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, that's right. You did want to do the story. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. It was just that, you know, Brooke, she just kept talking about wanting to do the story. She shared all these ideas of how she wanted to cover the story. And I'm so sorry. I just completely forgot. It was just that she was just top of mind. And that's when it hit me. Oh my gosh. Okay. He said that she was top of mind. She kept going up to him over the last two weeks constantly letting him know how she wanted to do the story, how she wanted to put, put it together. And it made me realize, why did I think only just expressing my interest one time was going to be enough? 
I don't think my manager at the time was being malicious. I don't think so. I truly don't think so. I really think as humans, we have so many things on our plate. And as a manager, he definitely had a lot of things on his plate that he had to consider on a day-to-day basis. Why and how could I expect him to remember that this is what I said to him two weeks ago? So this is what I mean. It's like we have to kind of go into work being a little bit more proactive in our communications and not thinking that, hey, just because I mentioned it once, that people are always going to be thinking of us. Your manager, your team, they're constantly thinking of their deadlines, their to-dos, right? We all have a long list of to-dos to do every day. So this story that I share with you was actually the big aha moment for me that if somebody like my colleague, Brooke, who's, who's amazing, but somebody like her can be so confident in always going up to my boss and sharing what she wanted to do, why couldn't I also do that as well? And that is what I mean here. I felt conflicted, so I didn't do it. Because I felt conflicted, because I felt stuck, I kept questioning myself. There were certainly times in that two weeks where I was like, hmm, should I mention this again, remind my boss? But I never did because I didn't want to bother him. So again, this is what I mean about feeling stuck. And living in a world of dualities was really what caused that friction. And this is what I mean. Being more strategic, being more intentional in your communications is really how you can start building that speaking confidence at work. Now, I learned a lot as a journalist because every day, in addition to doing my my work, I had to teach myself, okay, how can you be a better communicator? Like you see the question up here right now. I asked myself this every single day. And after almost 10 years in the journalism industry, I was able to figure out what actually worked. And this is what I want to share with you all today. This is part two of my talk. There are three points that I want to walk you all through. And it really comes down to the approach. You first want to learn how to master the ask. I was not a good mastering of the ask. I had to learn how to master this ask. And I'm going to teach you what exactly this means today. I'm also going to share communication techniques, meaning how you communicate can really drive the biggest impact. And the third that really transformed how I thought about communications was I realized communications is an ever-evolving skill. And that is because communications always changes. Who you talk to, what that person cares about, how you structure your communications, it's constantly fluid. Communications is not a one-size-fits-all model. In fact, constantly having that accountability, a place to learn how to improve your communications is so incredibly important. So this is what I want to mention in terms of my talk with you today. I'm going to walk you through the three things I'm talking about here. I'm going to teach you how to master the acts. I'm going to teach you the communication techniques I'm talking about and also how, how and where you can keep learning. So If you have your pen or piece of paper ready, this is the time for you to take down notes. But of course, if you can't or you're in the middle of doing something, maybe you're in the middle of writing something, check out the VIP communications pass. You can see the QR code on my screen right now. 
if you scan that, it'll take you to the VIP communications pass because with all our Soulcast Media Live events, we take down the notes for you and we email it to you directly if you are a VIP communications pass holder. So the QR code to that is right here on your screen. So let's dive into number one, mastering the ask. So mastering the ask essentially means you have to know how to approach communicating and asking for things that will benefit you and your career. The reason why this is so important is because we can't expect people to always think about us and how they can help us build our career. We have to be our own best advocate. I actually did a keynote speaking event on that exact topic, and it's so true. I feel like a lot of us actually weren't taught how to properly advocate for ourselves. But when it comes to career success, this is something that we really have to learn how to do and how to do it confidently. So how do you master the ask? You master the ask using what I call the SAW framework. What's the SAW framework? Well, this is a framework, a set of questions that you want to ask yourself anytime you want to pitch an idea to your team, or if you want to maybe even ask for a raise, for example, because the point is you're asking, you're asking for something. So anytime you are asking your manager or your team for something that can help you, you don't just want to go in and say, can I have that? Or is that possible? Right? You want to be strategic and intentional. So this soft framework is a framework that I created and I use this every day myself. So what do you need to do to build and use a soft framework? Well, if you can see here on your screen, the S, it starts with you building a strong case. The A is making sure you are aligning your objectives. The W is making sure you ask probably one of the most important questions. Why you? Why are you making this ask? And why now? So I'm going to dive into the S and the A and the W in a little bit more detail. And as you think about this, I'm going to be sharing with you the questions you need to ask yourself. But as you also think about this, think about how you can apply this. Is there something in your current workday that you're thinking, I would love to ask my manager for that. Or I have a project idea that I know can really help my visibility or something that can help me up upskill. And I would really love to pitch that idea to, to my manager. Regardless of what it is, the SAW framework is very useful and it's still relevant. So actually, as I'm going through this, if you have an idea that you are hoping to use the soft framework in, throw it into the comment section because I would love to see how you are all thinking about applying the soft framework to your everyday work. So you can say, hey, I'm gonna use a soft framework when I ask for a raise, or I'm gonna use a soft framework when I pitch that idea that I had that I've been thinking about for a while now. Whatever it is, throw it into the comment section. Okay, so when it comes to the S, the strong case, you wanna ask yourself this question. Why now? And who is going to benefit from this ask that you are making? 
even though we know it'll benefit you because it can perhaps help you build uh, more experience in the workplace, you have to think bigger. And that's the thing. You have to think a bigger and wider scope of why your project, why your initiative, why that can benefit others. Because if your manager understands the bigger why, the bigger benefit, they're more likely to grant you that. They'll also want to know why now, right? If this is something that's timely, if this is something that's not timely, there's probably a reason why you're asking for that. You need to be able to answer these two questions in terms of building a strong case. Now, if you're planning to make your ask in about two weeks, you want to start thinking about building your ask using the soft framework now, because being a strategic and intentional communicator is doing the prep work ahead of time. Very important. Being a strategic and intentional communicator requires prep work. And going through the soft framework and applying it to your everyday work is part of that preparation. So number one, how do you make a strong case is asking yourself why now and who will benefit and why. I love seeing, Allison, your uh, feedback. I'm going to use a saw to ask for new, more complex project types and clients to bring into the firm. I love that. Okay. So A, align your objectives. So when it comes to the A, you want to ask yourself these questions. Will my project or my initiative, will it cost money, time, or resources? And where do I expect that to come from? We know working at companies, it's always about budget and resources. And chances, and trust me, your manager is going to want to know that as well. So if you can answer and prep your answer before you even go in with that ask, you're essentially eliminating any sort of doubts that they might have that might reject this project that you are asking about. So making sure you answer that question. Will my idea, will my project cost money, time, or resources? And if so, where would that come from? You want to think about that. Is the return on investment worth it for the organization or team? ROI is one of those things that, of course, your senior manager probably cares about. If they are going to invest time, money, their budget into your project, will they know what that return on investment is going to be. And again, we know it may be beneficial for you because you're spearheading this project, for example, but how is it going to benefit the greater good? And that's the key. You want to think about your ask benefiting the greater good. I love seeing Paula. I will ask to consider a donor engagement software that will enhance our work and fundraising efforts. Already, how can you think about using the S and the A, right? You want to ask yourself these questions. And this is part of being proactive in your pre preparation because this is how you're going to go in a lot more confidently. And then finally, why you? So this is now where you loop in your contribution, your involvement, and why are you the one pitching for this? Why are you the right fit for this project or initiative? And finally, why do you want to do it? I mentioned earlier how we can't always just sit back and wait for great opportunities to land on our table. Oftentimes, the most successful people 
are people who have creative ideas of how they can help the team, how they can help the group, and then they pitch it. And then now they're the ones leading that project. That is really how you start to rise up because you are being proactive in offering solutions. All of us have a long to-do list of things that we have to do, just typical workday things to move the needle, right? And even though that's really good and critical, again, pitching ideas or introducing new projects is how, and this is a key, is how people will start to be like, wow, Jessica's a huge value add. So this is why figuring out what you can pitch and then mastering the ask using the soft framework is so important. Number two, we're going to be talking about communication techniques. So at this point, we know communications is kind of like what we say, right? It's also preparing your messaging, which is what we just did in mastering the ask. But how you communicate is arguably just as important. And I'm talking about body language and your tone of voice here. You can see it on your screen right now. So a lot of times, and I work a lot with folks one-on-one -on -one when it comes to teaching them how to communicate and carry themselves confidently. And body language is probably one of the first things I always work with people on because people think they're using their body language the right way when it comes to communicating, but oftentimes they're not. They are on two spectrums. One spectrum is they are very stiff and they don't use their body. Their hands are just on their lap or it's just frozen on their mouth. They don't use their body language when they talk. Or the other spectrum is they use their hands too much and they're fidgety. They're scratching their face and they don't even know it. So when it comes to presenting your idea and how to do it confidently, your body language is actually the biggest determining factor in how people perceive whether you are feeling confident or not. And that's the key, feeling confident. I remember when I was starting my career as a journalist and we had to present ourselves and present the news every day, I used to get so nervous. Remember I talked about those sweaty palms? That was me. So even though I was feeling incredibly nervous inside, I couldn't show it because if I showed, especially on TV, that I was nervous, my credibility would be gone. People would be like, wow, that reporter, Jessica, she looks so incredibly nervous talking about that one story. I couldn't show that. So how did I give the impression that I was confident? My body language. So I just made sure my shoulders were always relaxed. I would always take a deep breath before I started talking. I would make sure I used my hands to speak. Again, these are all tips that I'm sharing right now. I would use my hands to essentially emphasize certain words. I would push it forward. I would go big. I would go small, right? My hands are an asset. So always think about that if you use it right. You don't want to be kind of going out ah, like really quickly because I can diminish that. The second is your tone. So your tone essentially means how you're using it. It's not just how high or how low and how deep your voice is. No, no, no. Your tone is also how fast. How fast are you talking? When most of us are nervous, we start talking really fast. That's just very natural because we just want to hurry up and, and just stop getting out of the limelight, right? But some of the best speakers are really good at modulating, at controlling their tone of voice. Hey, 
if right now, if you have a sticky note nearby or a notepad, just write down the words body language and tone of voice, put it next to your desk or put it next to your laptop or your desktop, just so you can remind yourself that, hey, anytime I speak, I need to be mindful of my body language and my tone of voice. I need to speak slower because that's how I can be more in control. In fact, if you think about your messaging, it's not about trying to cram in so many thoughts. It's really about being strategic and intentional in how you deliver it. And if you can be strategic and intentional, you can actually cut down on the amount of words that you say so that the words you do say are very impactful. Very important here. So think about your communication techniques, your body language and your tone of voice, because that is how you can start carrying yourself at work with a lot more confidence. Now, the third, never stop learning. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the most important takeaways that I hope you all can think about. I shared with you communication techniques of mastering the ask and the body language and tone of voice. But the thing is, communications is fluid. You need to always be thinking about your communications. You need to find a way to be accountable in terms of finding opportunities to learn because communications is not always a one-size-fits-all model. Who you speak to, what they care about, because it's constantly changing, your communication needs to change as well. This is probably my favorite saying, great communicators become great leaders. It's not the other way around. It's not that great leaders are great communicators. Yes, that is. But if you want to be a great leader, you first have to be a fantastic communicator. In fact, it's those who are really good at communicating, motivating, influencing. They're the ones that leadership notice because people understand them, right? You don't want to be the kind of person where you're always long-winded in your speaking. People don't understand you because that's not really good at showing your leadership capabilities. Great communicators are the ones to become great leaders, to become great senior managers. So if you uh, are aspiring to become a manager one day, or perhaps if you are a manager right now, thinking about investing and honing in on your communication skill and finding ways to learn is one of the best things you can do in your career. In fact, the higher up you go, the more important it is because your communication now is more about influencing and motivating your team to get work done. So you have to be able to eloquently explain things to them now. And that is why I said the third point, the higher up you go, the more important it is. So at this point, we've covered so much. We've already been talking for about 30, 40 minutes. And you probably are like, oh my gosh, it kind of just went by really fast. It went by really fast for me too. And I hope you were able to remember the three things I talked about of how you can confidently communicate. Because here's the thing, it's possible. I'm living proof of that. I was not a good communicator. I was kind of more of that shy, reserved person. But because I invested so much in trying to learn the techniques, in trying to learn how to better speak, I suddenly now, now I feel a lot more confident when I'm speaking. And hopefully you can see that in the way I'm teaching right now. 
I'm using all the techniques that I use, my body language, my tone of voice. So again, what are the three things I want you to remember? It's about mastering the ask. It's about understanding communication techniques. And finally, you never want to stop learning. I shared a lot of details in regards to these two. So if you missed it all, don't worry. Grab the VIP communications fast because we write down all the tips as well as include this video and shorter videos of all the things I talked about because that is truly so, so important. Mastering the ask, communication techniques, and never stop learning. So at this point, you may be wondering, okay, I've learned all these things, but where do I start? I have all these ideas and hey, I want to upskill. I'm convinced that communications is the way to go. Hey, I'm living proof of that. So I want to share with you that here at Soulcast Media, we do all things communication and we are here for you. And here at Soulcast Media, I'm actually the one teaching the communications most of the time because I feel so strongly at helping folks. And I think it's because I have so much empathy. And whenever folks say I struggle with communications, I go, I understand because I used to feel this way too. So I want to share with you all, if communications is something that you're like, you know what? I do want to learn. I want to share with you that we actually have a communications membership called the Soulcast Media Membership. You may have heard of it because I talk about it all the time, but it's one of the things that I'm most proud of because this communication membership is actually your opportunity to work with me. I'm the one leading these monthly communication workshops. And every month I meet the group. So that means you all will dial in into a monthly communication session. I teach a brand new topic every single month. So for example, one month is going to be about public speaking. One month is going to be about how do you speak to your senior managers, right? Mastering that ask. How do you think about communication techniques? So even though today we went through a lot, there's so much more that I dive in into a lot more specifics of how you can utilize all these things. One of the best parts about this monthly communication membership is actually we get to meet each other. So I have a small private group where folks actually come in and we practice all the communication techniques that I'm talking about. So sometimes actually the last few months, the group that we had, I had everybody practice their communications and public speaking. Everybody came on and everybody did a short elevator pitch and I was there to give everybody feedback. And honestly, I just love it because it's a community where all of us are there for one thing. We're here to improve. So I highly, highly encourage you to consider joining our Soulcast Media membership because you get to work with me and it's all about keeping you accountable and how you can constantly level up your communications. And actually here, I wanna share with you all, you can see here on your screen, what it looks like inside the membership. So if you look at your screen right now, I'm gonna pull it up. So it's actually a dedicated membership area. And you can see on the left-hand side, every month we have a new topic. So one month, it was all about getting people into this manager mindset. The other one, if you can see on the blue, is overcoming the fear to lead, Another month was advocating for yourself virtually, advocating for yourself for new opportunities, how to eliminate those communication barriers. The point is every single month, 
you get a new topic. And of course, I'm there to teach it to you and make sure that you all are grabbing and understanding and learning a new topic. So because you all are here and I'm so grateful that you have spent the last 40 minutes learning all the communication techniques I wanted to teach, we usually have a wait list. And I want to share that because you all are here and have dedicated your morning, your evening, your afternoon, I want to invite you all to skip the line and you can join today. We have two plans. It's a six-month plan or a 12-month plan, but regardless, you can't go wrong. Whatever one you choose, you get access to all these topics I'm talking about, and we're releasing new ones every month. So this is actually the perfect opportunity for you to continue to learn, and it's one of the best ways for you to meet other professionals who are all there to level up their communication skills. I don't know if there's a communications program out there that's currently like this, but it's one of those that I was just so proud of creating because it's also a great opportunity for me to share all the things that I use myself every single day. So the communications membership is what we call the Soulcast Media membership. You can see it here on your screen. We've actually added a QR code so you can just scan it and learn and read more about it. And if you want to join, highly welcome you to join. Actually, we have our monthly call in, in about a week and a half. So actually, if you join today, you'll be able to meet and work with me in about a week and a half because that's when I host our monthly communications calls. So at this point, I just want to, first of all, thank you for dialing in to learn about building communications confidence at work. The fact that you're here shows that you care about doing a great job at work, but you also care about building up that speaking confidence. And my hope is all the things I talked about today, mastering the ask, using the soft framework, knowing the communication techniques of utilizing your body language, of knowing how to modulate your voice. These are all things you want to think about. And last, and certainly not least, it's finding ways to continue to learn. I hope you all don't watch this and then just forget what I just said, because the thing with being a good communicator is you have to constantly practice this. You have to constantly find ways to remember. If you're about to jump off and you have another meeting to go to later today or tomorrow, don't just have all the things that you just learned go out. You have to remember these things because applying it is how you can be a strong and more confident communicator. And trust me, the more that you do it, the easier and more natural it's going to get. So for those who want to learn with me, I highly recommend you to join me in the Soulcast Media membership because I would love to meet you all. And it's a great way for us to interact. And of course, it's a private membership where you can ask any sort of questions and I can help you with anything in regards to communications. So with that, I just want to say thank you for staying on. And I hope you all enjoyed today's session. As I mentioned, I host these about every two weeks. I have a next Soulcast Media Live event scheduled. So if you want to join that, head to our website because we are going to be posting what that topic is. And again, if you join our Soulcast Media Live events, you will definitely walk away with learning 
hey, how can I be a better communicator? I believe our next one is uh, skills for career success. So we're going to be talking about specific skills that you want to think about. And of course, communications is part of it, but skills you want to think about to continuously up level in your everyday work. So if we're not already connected on LinkedIn, please connect with me. I always post communications content. I'm always sharing communication strategies and tactics. And the fact that you all are here, I am just so grateful. So at this point, if anybody has any questions, feel free to throw it into the comment section. Even after the event, I actually try to go back in and answer any questions. But I want to just thank you all. I'm going to just kind of finish scrolling here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed today's session. Again, I'm going to be back here to do another Soulcast Media Live event in about two weeks. So be sure to RSVP and save your spot for that. Again, I appreciate you all. I hope you all take care, stay safe, and thank you all for tuning in for my first Soulcast Media Live. I'll have another one soon. Please reach out if you have any other questions. And also consider the Soulcast Media membership because I want to be able to meet you all and work with you on what I think is the most important skill for career success. All right. I'll talk to you all soon and see you all. Take care. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're inspired to begin improving your communications confidence, well, we'd love to help. Join our monthly communications membership where I teach a brand new communications workshop every single month. Or become a VIP member to access our best communications articles for life. Or maybe get one-on-one coaching with one of our board of communicators. We offer so many ways for you to learn and it's all housed on our website, soulcastmedia.com. Check it out and happy communicating.